0: And this is the K-Cut. I'm Rachel. I write for Films Fatal, a column on world cinema, and I love language and movies. I am here with my co-host, Knight. Introduce yourselves.
1: James here. I create content. I produce and release music under the a Boutique Paul, and I am one half of the Prefer Not To Say podcast.
2: My name is Andreas. I run and also write for Films Fatale. and uh, we have a very interesting episode this week. So, Rachel, this is one of those episodes where we kind of take things somewhat outside of film or just like opinions of film. And you came up with something pretty creative this week.
0: Well, I think we were all tired of watching a whole bunch of movies after Oscar season. So I was thinking about how, when I was a kid on the Simpsons, there was always, or there was this episode where Homer talks about Skittlebrow, which is Skittles and beer. And I think it implies he goes on to make it. And I always, always wanted to try Skittlebrow. So it occurred to me, why don't we try making recipes either food or drink from the movies and they can't be something like white Russians for the big Lebowski it's got to be specific to the movie so Mm -hmm. we each did some googling found a recipe from movies that we liked and I think we all made burgers and sandwiches oddly enough but let's keep going and talk about it
2: that uh, i guess that's because it's easy to make these concoctions now i just uh before we continue I want to preface that uh there is like a youtube channel devoted to this called binging with babish that's been on my radar but i have purposefully for years avoided it because i've always wanted to attempt the food option that i selected but uh i i'm pretty sure that we all avoided it entirely or if we did watch it it was like after we
1: created our recipe so i don't know what similarities we're gonna have
0: i hadn't even heard of it before you mentioned
2: it so it's an interesting channel
1: i actually saw mine on binging with babish so that's where i got the idea oh you actually discovered yours from it yeah and you still felt inclined to eat it yeah (laughs) listeners we'll get into why this is mine is really strange okay let's start off
2: with you so you could have picked any food from any film that was like strictly signature
1: to that film and you went with the Twinkie Wiener Sandwich, which was featured in the film UHF, which was co-written and starring Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, pourquoi?
0: The 80s were a weird time. True.
1: Like I said, I saw it on Binging with Babish and I was like, you know what? That seems really interesting. He also said he had good things to say about it. So I was like, hmm. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> and when Rachel brought up this idea, I was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to go with. But before I did, I actually watched the movie first. Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit more context. And it's really funny because in this scene, he actually dips it in milk before he takes a bite. And I was like, mm, not no. doing that, but OK. No, that, that's a step too far. <laughs>
2: that's just <No. laughs> when it like, soaks up the Twinkie, that's just disgusting.
1: And it was uh, the film actually wasn't bad. It's not great. It's a better idea than it is actually executed. But you yeah. know, it was definitely interesting. But the sandwich composed of you take a Twinkie, you slice it down the middle, you put a hot dog in it, and then you take a can of easy cheese and just... Spray a line on the top.
2: Oh, is that what that was I thought it was like a can of whipped cream. I avoided that step all entirely. So whatever. Oh, you did? Yeah, no. It's- oh, God. <laughs> OK, so first off, uh, uh, Chef James, what was your reaction when he ate this
1: thing? Actually, it was kind of good. I'm not going to lie. Really? really? It wasn't bad. I didn't think it was bad. People are deter. If you're determined is like it's a Twinkie and a hot dog. That doesn't make sense. But I didn't think. It blended badly. I think it was more so you're often inclined to think, oh, sweet meets the hot dog. That's not going to be good. But the Twinkies aren't really that sweet except for the whipped cream. But the whipped cream kind of went with the cheese Whiz, oddly enough. That's kind of really awkward to say. But yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, maybe I was missing the cheese Whiz then. (laughs) Yeah, that's a key part. Yeah, no, it's, it's just funny seeing it in the movie because he's just really casual about it and then just takes a bite. And I'm like, hmm, it is Weird out though. Yeah, aren't but, they in a break yeah.
0: room at work or something and they're just hanging out?
1: Yeah. No, what happens is they actually get fired from their job in the beginning and they're at home and he's like trying to cheer oh, for them. Right, it's like, hey, right. I made a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. It's your favorite. And then, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strange. So,
2: did yours? Uh, deviate from binging with Babish now that I know that you've seen it? Is that how
1: you knew that it was like cheese was related or? Well, that's literally the scene. He's cut when it cuts to it, it cuts to the Twinkie. Him cutting it open, putting the hot dog in and then putting the cheese was on it.
2: I guess I just mistook the can. I thought it was uh, because like the way it comes out and it's all like foamy. I thought it was. I actually thought it was whipped
1: cream. My bad. Yeah, no, it it is actually cheese was yeah, that's it's literally just directly from there. It's just it's pretty simple, just twinkie, cheese Whiz, hot dog.
2: Okay, so uh before we we move on to to Rachel and what she thought about this uh interesting dish, are you into like sweet and savory stuff mixed together like, you know, uh skittles in your popcorn at the movie theater? Is that are you into that in general? No, I didn't know that was a thing. So but th- so this is just like maybe it is a thing for you now because you like this.
1: No, I'm It really depends. Like, I'm not putting Skittles in my popcorn. I know I've heard of people putting M and M's. I've never heard of people putting Skittles in their popcorn. Or M and M's. any of those snacks? Those the concession snacks? You know, it just depends. I mean, I don't go out of my way. I don't like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, no, me neither. It's really, it's really just dependent on the situation.
2: And I know a Greek guy came up with it, and I am Greek, so I I salute him for his invention. But I can't. I don't. And it was invented in Ontario. Yes, yeah, so it, like, I should especially love this as an Ontarian Greek citizen. Yeah, I, I still don't like pineapple on pizza, but more power to you if you do. Rachel, since you did eat this, what did you think of the, the Twinkie hot dog thingamajig?
0: See, I just found it to be too many flavors at once interacting. Like there was the meat and then the cheese was kind of overpowering it. And then there was this bit of sweetness. And maybe if I changed proportions, it would work better. But it was all kind of too much at once. So I found that... It wasn't very
2: good. Sorry, James. Oh, that's fine. I don't <laughs> Yeah. It in one instance I actually didn't mind it. When it was like in my mouth and I was eating it, I was like, Okay, this isn't as bad as I would have thought But then when like the hot hot dog, you know, like the wiener was like, you know, kind of like melting the the inner cream or like, you know, the, the Twinkie Ugh, it, it, yeah, no, it and it got all <laughs> soggy, like the texture. I think that was my biggest problem was like the physicality of it. When it came to like the taste itself, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but the the physical the properties are it. really gross. Oh yeah, that no, was well, part of, of, of the reason
1: I picked it was I wanted to pick something that has a direct recipe. I didn't want to take the approach of what I interpreted it as. See I, you yeah. see I did that differently yeah see i wanted to go something that was a little bit more direct like this is exactly how you make it which makes it. it's like it's unique to this because i can't imagine people doing this in real life on the regular i mean hey
0: there are a lot I, of weird combinations out there that's,
2: yeah, that's true. true have you gone to like because we have like the cne in uh in ontario and vancouver or yeah vancouver british columbia has the p n e do you have yeah i'm sure michigan has some sort of like a like a annual festival where they have like these food trucks and and uh, gross like deep pride option stuff. Like I'm a state guessing. fair
0: or something.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. there's state fairs all over. I mean, the, <laughs> I can't imagine them serving Twinkie Wiener sandwiches though.
0: What's more, there are oh. stoners in the world, guys.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, especially because I mean, this comes right after 4:20, so I'm sure if we did this episode last week, like we should have, I can guarantee people would have been like. You know what, James, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to try that. Speaking of interesting dishes, this one I think a lot of people will recognize. Please explain to us what you decided, Rachel, as the person who came up with the topic this week.
0: Sure. So I looked around a bit and I found the breakfast club. So you have all these kids in their all-day Saturday detention, which I don't think is actually allowed anymore, but they all bring their lunches and it's somehow reflective of who they are as a person. So Ali Sheedy's character... Is a bit strange, uh, kind of the weird girl. And she makes a sandwich with white bread, margarine or butter, um, pixie sticks, and Cap'n Crunch, which sounds like the most horrifying thing ever. So I went out, got these ingredients, and honestly wasn't bad. I woke up wanting to eat it again the next day. So basically, I used sour pixie sticks, which, which I think helped. It kind of mixed well with the sweetness of the Cap'n Crunch. Captain Crunch provided the texture, but what really helped was having butter or margarine on the sandwich. You can't leave that out. And you should pick a sweeter kind of bread. So, like, not shilling for Wonder Bread, but that's what I went with. And I think that added the required sweetness. So, overall, I think it pulled off well, but I wouldn't eat it every day.
2: What I think is interesting is that... In general, and we'll get to mine afterwards, but in general, all three food options were made for different reasons. So, like, in UHF, this is clearly something that the Weird Al character is, like, into. Like, I'm going to eat this. But in Breakfast Club, I don't remember the character's name because I still haven't seen Allison. it. Bad. Allison, there we go. It's like an act of defiance when they're all, like, pulling out, like, you know, whatever lunches they're having and they're expecting. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to, like, smush this together and just kind of, like just annoy people like if it's like an actor defines what she eats it so it's not like a go-to option but it's interesting what would this taste like what did this actress have to have to chop down on so you're talking about sweetened bread like what did you use specifically
0: uh just plain old wonder bread with some margarine and then the filling like it was yeah it, it really mix the sweet and sour together well i thought
2: yeah like i also opted for something sour i couldn't actually find like legitimate pixie sticks also no. it's a pandemic so i didn't want to like go around too too much so i just tried like like a sour candy of some sort which tasted like a pixie stick so i just had like the same taste but like a different texture mm. um which is totally fine i think in my instance the way that i made it with i just used like um yeah, like simple white bread. I prefer whole wheat, and re- like it usually, but in the in the movie, that's what she has. So I just wanted to see what it was like. So white bread, uh, Captain Brunch. I guess I got the ones with the berries. So you know, it's like a little bit even a little bit sweeter still. So whatever, it, I'm sure it was fine. And I had these these sours, margarine. I had margarine as well. So uh, I think that's a great recommendation if you're willing to try this. It does help. So. I had a bigger problem more so with like the, I guess like the, the Captain Crunch like rolling out or, or like yes, just like the, yes, I the different over the things. Like, exactly. Like <laughs> they were like fighting with each other physically. Taste yeah. wise, it was strange, but I was expecting to like be more, like be more grossed out. It was, it, it, it was unlike the, the Twinkie hot dog, which was like, Interesting, but I never want to try that again because it was a bit gross. This was like all separate things are interesting, but together it was like a big meh, like a big yeah. shrug, I think.
0: Well, I read a blog someone wrote where they made the sandwich. They said, oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's a crime against food. And I really didn't find that. So.
2: I would never have it again, but I've certainly had worse Mm -hmm. and same thing with the the Twinkie hot dog. I've certainly had worse. So like, you know, if somebody's complaining about this, they're, they're lucky. I mean, it wasn't too, too bad.
0: Yeah. So what, what was your pick Andreas?
2: Okay. So with mine, I got a little bit, uh, too inspired for me. This is something that I've been dying to do for ages. So I'm so grateful that you came up with this idea. Um, Ever since I saw it as a teenager, I've been dying to know, dying to know what a big kahuna burger tastes like from Pulp Fiction. You know, the one that that Jules, the Samuel L. Jackson character, eats near the beginning. Mmm, this is a tasty burger. So I, I like. I had to know. But like, if you look at the thing, I know it's the the Hawaiian restaurant they call it, the Hawaiian the Hawaiian fast food place. But if you look at it, it's it's literally just. It looks like a McDonald's burger. So Yeah, it does. Yeah, so realistically I could have just gone to McDonald's, but I I wanted and this is where I I had like a a different approach to what you had, James. James, you you just straight up wanted something right there direct. I wanted to to make it. So I got a little bit overly inspired. I actually made like a recipe. <laughs> uh, so um Basically, what you're going to get is you're going to get your burger bun. You're going to get uh, either like a pork patty or slices of ham because, like, you know, the pork, you know, like a actual hamburger patty is more accurate. But I went with ham when I tried it myself, like a thick slice of it. Uh, you're going to get a glaze that's made up of maple syrup and brown sugar. Uh, you're going to use some sorts of spices on the actual burger itself. Like I think yours crushed-
0: was like salt, pepper and chili flakes.
2: Yeah, exactly, and black yeah. peppercorns. Are oh, you creative? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I told you. So, and then you've got to make it into a burger, like a cheeseburger. So you get your cheese slice, whatever you prefer. You get um, You know, your, your lettuce. I used iceberg. Uh, you know, you've got to, you know, prep your pants. So I use the Greek olive oil because obviously. So, uh, and then whatever condiments you like optional is a grilled pineapple slice because this, this is Hawaiian. I don't like pineapple myself, but, um, we'll get into Rachel because you tried it. We'll get into that Mm -hmm. in a second. Basically, I wanted to try something where. It was Hawaiian influenced, but also like the fast food side of things. And I felt like you know, like pork is like a is like a really good dish that I could have done, and like uh, you know, having trying to have like that sweet yet smoky taste to it. So I got a little creative. We're gonna post the uh, the recipe on. On films fatale. so uh, okay. if you want to check it out, you could check out the the this episode of films fatal. We'll we'll put up all the recipes, but I feel like the other ones are a little bit easier. So it's like Twinkie, hot dog,
0: whipped cream is definitely hardest <laughs> to put together in terms of shopping and everything.
2: Yeah, and I apologize for that. I also oh sea salt as well as another thing. So yeah, just to add to your point, Rachel, it was a bit it was a bit of a joke to put together, but once I did. I had two initial thoughts. First off, I'm very proud of it. And I thought it was delicious. Secondly, I have to have this sparingly because I could feel my arteries clogging. So no. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I felt it was very delicious. And um, I'm glad initially I wanted to try every dish in the same day. I ended up having the, the Twinkie hot dog and the, uh, the, the Pixie sandwich in the same day. If I had all three, I might actually be in the hospital. So I'm very glad <laughs> yeah, that maybe. I didn't. Uh, What did you think of the Big Kahuna Burger, Rachel?
0: I really liked it. I did the thick slice of ham like you, and I forgot the lettuce, but I did the pineapple, which I thought really brought it out. I think that the biggest strength was the glaze. The glaze was what really brought it home. And the next day, I've been trying the glaze ever since on different meats, and I adapted it into a breakfast sandwich. It's very, very reusable, but... All in all, it's a very delicious burger and I wouldn't hesitate to serve it to other people.
2: Cool. Well that makes me feel good. Actually, shout out to to my mom. She she was like trying to help me come up with like a glaze idea and she said, you know what? You know, if you're going with like the sweet juxtaposition with this smoky uh you know the smoky sandwich uh, may i recommend something of this elk and i looked up a way that you that you can make it kind of work mm-hmm. you know maple syrup and i found that brown sugar was a good way to kind of like you know make it stick um and also you know it's it's also sweet so it wouldn't like be feel too uh too foreign to it so uh, yeah so uh, shout outs to her because that was that was partially my mom's idea and i thought it was like yeah it's you know, as you said, it was like the, the, the final thing that made it really work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now that we're going to eat these interesting dishes, we're going to have dinner. Uh, should we invite company, Rachel? What do you think?
0: Yes, I think company would be in order. So what do you guys think? Who should we invite?
2: So for the second part of this episode, I think we should get something really creative. And Rachel, you managed to come up with a really cool second half of this episode. We can't just invite anybody. This is a movie podcast, right?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. So I had the idea of inviting three people from film. If you could have a dinner party with any three people, who would you have? And initially I was thinking real people, but then Andrea suggested characters. And since we talk about real people all the time on this, the characters sound like more fun. So uh, have you guys been thinking about who you would want to invite?
2: Absolutely. Ever since you asked it. So, I'm going to go, let, let's go with James first, because we've had this type of a question before, and I'm very literal, like, I don't want to eat with, like, the Terminator, but James, you nah. don't care about that stuff, <laughs> you just, like, you're like the wild bird, so I'm dying to know who he would invite to, to this dinner, because if you say something like like Darth Vader, or like, I don't know, like a Gremlin, like, I I, I need to know why.
0: Well, you just have to send the Gremlin home before midnight, so...
2: That's true.
1: It's, it's, it's polite beforehand. Everybody's grouchy after midnight. That makes sense. So it's three, right? Yep. Bruno, Borat, and Ali G. Oh, come on. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Yep. We'll be memorable, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's the reason. Imagine what kind of antics would happen if all three of those characters were in the same room.
0: Would Tutar well, be for, a oh wait, Are, are, your we, are we in public
1: or are we at home?
2: Uh, that's up to you. <laughs>
0: right, I feel like it'd like be wasted if you didn't bring them out in public.
2: I know, but oh, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, never would they be able to blame Sasha Baron Cohen ever again they'd be like oh they're actually three different people okay carry on
1: (laughs) yeah I I was going to pick that or I was going to pick three Adam Sandler characters but I thought this one would be more fun because we'd probably get in more trouble with these three
2: also all the Adam Sandler characters all sound the same so you know yeah it's nice to have some variety you know they're all offensive varieties you know with their accents and whatnot, and, you know, their stereotypical natures. But it's a variety, nonetheless. So, okay, uh, I'm going to ask why you chose these three, but also at the same time, are you sure you want to eat with
1: these three? Oh, I'm sure. I think it would be interesting to see these characters interact specifically in a setting where we're eating, because you got to think how they're all going to interact with, like, you know, the waitstaff or just any employees there or the people around.
2: I feel like, okay, so where do you intend on actually going? Because I have a follow-up question. Like, what restaurant? Where are we
1: going? See, I don't know. We'd have to pick something really classy. Maybe not okay. classy, but... So, like a Joey's or... A what? Is, uh, is that Is that a, Canadian, a Canadian, thing, Canadian
0: thing, maybe? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of like a... It's <laughs> like a classy mid-level restaurant, I'd say.
2: Like a Ruth's Chris. I'm sure that's in the States. I think so, right? Yes, we do have Ruth's Chris. Okay, so like States. a Ruth's Chris, then. Like,
1: something like that? Probably something like that. Or could it be a fictional place? We could go to Big Kahuna Burger together.
2: We could. But now my follow-up question is, <laughs>
1: are you prepared to never eat there again
2: because re- they've got a restraining order on you? Are you prepared for that? Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. But shouldn't you p- pick a place you don't like?
1: Or are you uh, mad at I mean, the owner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that is, that is something to consider. Huh. Like,
2: if you never had to eat in an Applebee's again, you'd be like, sure. Okay, let's just go to Applebee's or like to the Olive Garden or something.
1: I actually like the Olive Garden, so I, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, like, don't go there. there. <laughs> Applebee's, you know, I could do without an Applebee's. We could probably go there. <laughs> Let's bring them all to Applebee's.
0: <laughs> I mean, that could be a funny segment.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that that would be something. If Sasha Baron Cohen didn't, like, permanently retire everyone, and I know Borat just came up, but he has, like, confirmed, like, he never wants to do this again, that would be interesting. You know, James, I think you're onto something there, but unfortunately, I don't know if it'll ever happen, so...
1: No, unfortunately...
2: Yeah, uh, mine's a little bit more varied. I'll I'll get into them a little bit. So, I I don't want to have a problem when I'm eating, and I don't want to like feel like I'm in danger, or I don't want stuff to go down. If anybody knows me well, I hate confrontations. So I I want like peaceful, interesting lunches or dinners. So, um, I have three three characters that all uh, they're not all Sasha Baron Cohen, and if they are, I'd be very impressed. So. <laughs> Uh, The first one I have is the character Poppy from Happy-Go-Lucky by Mike Lee, who I think is just... uh, Yeah, she's just like a spry, you know, like, chipper. She can't stop talking, but neither can I. Like, you know, we just talk about the silliest things. We're easily amused. I feel like we'd get along. I feel like we'd get along. It's one of of the reasons why I love that movie so much is because I feel like uh, Poppy could be perceived as irritating, but... I'm easily amused, and I, I'm, like, kind of the same way, so I, I find it endearing, so that's that's my first one. My second one, I, you know, was also thinking, you know, charming, or I could talk to them for a really long time, and it'd be very interesting. I can't say the character name, because that's somewhat of a spoiler, but Cary Grant's character in Charade is who uh, comes to yes. mind. I feel like he's just such an interesting person to talk to, and... Even if, I don't want to say too much, but even if these stories aren't necessarily true, or if they are, that guy's just a riot. He's just so much fun to talk to. I feel like having a dinner. Plus, I could have multiple dinners with him, and it'd be different every time. Hopefully, that's not too much of a spoiler, but I think it'd be really cool. So, uh, hopefully, I'm not in danger. So, that probably wouldn't be the case. I'd be talking to, like, the one guy, I'm sure. But, you know, just... To be in in line with the movie, it'd be a different dinner each time. Something of that nature. The last one is, this is such a great opportunity because movies are limitless. And it's like, okay, who can I, like, talk to that you can't in real life? Like, this just would never happen. But I also don't want to be in danger. Again, I don't like confrontation. So, what's, like, an android that I can, like, talk to? I oh, like, really, like... Yeah, so it's like, who can I, like, talk to? And I like, don't have to, like, worry about anything. But this is, like, really cool. I'm, like, eating with, like, an android. Or specifically, the word, I believe, is replicant. So I went with Rachel and Blade Runner, uh, the one that's not hostile. And first off, I just feel I, I like her that character makes me sad, especially with what the lead Blade Runner um, Harrison Ford's character how he communicates with her. I just always feel badly for her, like when she realizes that she's like not even real. So I like to be like, hey, let's, let's let's sit down, let's talk, let's forget all about that. He's just a jerk. Doesn't matter. Just ignore him. Let's let's eat and just discuss. Like now that you know these things, let's let's get to know one another. I'm you know human. You're a replicant. Let's let's figure this out. And it's not like the other replicants where they're like rebelling or wanting to live so they're so they're like fighting back this is somebody who had no idea so they're not hostile in any environment so i feel like that's like the tamest uh cinematic android or robot or anything of that nature that i could talk to so rachel from blade runner
0: very good she's also the only rachel i know of in film who spells her name properly so
2: there you go yeah with an e with an a oh no A-E.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: human rachel since <laughs> this was your, your your question who did you have in mind
0: Alright, so I want this dinner party to be top class, I want it to be vintage, I want the wine flowing, and the dialogue sparkling, so I decided to pick all of the classiest people from cinema. So I kind of cheated a little, and it's four people, but you'll see what I mean when I get to them. I want Nick and Nora Charles from The Thin Man, um, Macaulay Connor from The Philadelphia Story... And Margot Channing from All About Eve.
2: Okay, so these people in the yes, Please tell us more.
0: Exactly. So Nick and Nora Charles, they're the detectives from the 1930s series The Thin Man. They, are, uh, they have incredible dialogue. They're very witty, very bright, and always ready with the one-liners. Then you've got Macaulay Connor, who is the Jimmy Stewart character from the Philadelphia story. He's a journalist. He's introspective. But once the wine gets flowing, he's a lot of fun. Then you've got uh, Betty Davis, Margot Channing. She's got a heck of a temper and she will bring the drama, but she will look fabulous while doing it. So it would be a very sophisticated evening, but it would probably end very wildly. And I think it would be a ton of fun.
2: Fantastic. So we've clearly gone completely different routes as we usually do, but that's why it's interesting. So those are nine, kind of nine, different dinner guests that I think would be fantastic. And last but not least... We've got to have some sort of a. These are movie guests, you know, so we're having movie meals, movie guests. We've got to give them something to watch because, you know, we're all into movies. So this is our weekly recommendation. What are we going to show these cinematic guests? Uh, James, what do you recommend to our listeners? What would you show the, uh, the TripTech characters of Sasha Baron Cohen?
1: Oh, we're showing these to our guests? Well, you don't actually have to, but like
2: uh, just oh. an arbitrary movie. <laughs> oh, no, <I> was <laughs> I mean, just... I'm sure they'd like anything. <laughs> they they seem like they're uh, reasonable.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to keep along with the food theme and uh, go with Chef, the John Favreau movie. That's
2: a oh, very yeah. underrated film. Uh, why do you like Chef?
1: I don't, I just thought it was really well done. I mean, he took a break from, you know, he did. He's coming from Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and then decided to kind of derail and do something a little bit smaller. And it's based on a true story. So that's always fun. And like his buddies are in it. So like Robert Downey Jr. just pops up for a minute. Like and John almost in it. And I always love when he's in pretty much anything. Scarjo's in it. So it's like, you know, yeah, Sophia it's like a break
2: it. from like, uh, yeah, it's like a break from his big blockbuster stuff, whether it's Lion King and Jungle Book or all the Marvel stuff. So it's nice to see him do like a humble, straight up dramedy. And it's so wholesome, too.
1: Yeah, it is. And he, he just nailed the role perfectly. He also learned how to cook for that movie. Really? Like in general or like food trip style? No, I think both. Like he, wow, he learned okay. to cook in general.
2: Look okay good for him. It's never too late. Before I ask Rachel, is yours also food thin? Because mine is as well.
0: No, my random wreck was a movie I think is very easy to love. So you could show it to just about anybody. It is called Breaking Away. It's from 1979. And it's about people coming of age in a small working class town. And uh, I think it's supposed to take place earlier than 1979. But it's about a young man who is obsessed with Italian biking teams. His father doesn't quite see things the same way. It's very funny, very sweet, and definitely a movie that you could show to anybody.
2: Cool, but that's what dinners are about. It's also about like the togetherness, like you know bringing people together and discussing and you know, spending time together, right?
0: Yep, yeah, it's Huge, it's cozy.
2: Yeah, so uh I guess mine is a, is a mixture of the two about bringing people together but also about food predominantly. It's uh, the opus by Gabrielle Excel. It's Babette's Feast from mm-hmm. the 80s, where if I had to pick like the one film that embodies food better than any movie, even something like Tampopo, which is like also one of my favorite food movies, but in in like, you know, combining togetherness and food, this is like the greatest of all time. It's Babette's Feast. If you mm-hmm. want to see what it's like to put together like this exotic feast that we would never be able to have because basically the premise is This is like a one-shot opportunity, like a way to say thanks with like the greatest feast of all time. Yeah, the film nails it. It it really is like a meal, a dinner where you'll see like the craziest ingredients, like the most inventive ways to put it all together. And if you're not hungry by the end of it, you probably ate before it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But that's feast. And uh thank you for listening Uh, we hope you like all of these food options if you give these weird meals a try please let us know what you thought we love to stay in touch so that was the k cut enjoy your feasts and we are going into the L cut